With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and it's the Friday before pitchers and catchers report to spring training in Goodyear, Arizona. We've made it through this long off season, and it's it's here. They're they're ready to go uh, down in Goodyear. Our colleague Paul Hoynes is on his way out, traveling to the desert southwest to meet up with. The Indians and Terry Francona and bring you all the latest news from the first few days of uh, spring training out there. In the meantime, we are going to go back and hear from Terry and a bunch of the players who spoke to the media recently before Tribe Fest. And uh, a lot of the audio that we got from those interviews still holds up. It's uh, it's good stuff from these guys who are getting ready to, to head to Arizona. So we're going to let you hear from... Terry Francona, as well as Andrew Miller, newcomer Yonder Alonzo, and guys like Jason Kipnis and Frankie Lindor also spoke. So uh, we'll sort of sit back and, and let you listen to the uh, the takes that they had on their offseason, on how excited they are to get back and, and get at it and, and eventually get back here to Cleveland and start playing baseball at Progressive Field. First up is going to be Terry Francona. He spoke for about 15 minutes or so with the media before we were able to get in there and talk to the players. He covered a wide range of topics, and a lot of it was centered around expectations and and, and the, the good run of baseball that the Indians have put together in the last five years. So here's Terry and his thoughts on the offseason and, and what the Indians have lost and, and what fans can expect in 2018. Well, I mean, the, the longer we're together, guys, you know, the core group, and we're going on six years now. So there's a comfort in that. That helps a lot. You know what to expect. They know what to expect. We know each other. So that's good. Um, you know, we, we've, we've lost some key guys. Um, you know, we're, we, we signed Yonder. That'll certainly help. Uh, you know, replacing Brian in the bullpen will be a chore. Um probably take more than one guy to kind of feel what he did. The good news is we have guys that can do that. And, you know, I have no doubt that there'll be guys step up that we don't know who they are yet. You know, last year in spring training, I don't know how many people asked me about Tyler Olson. You know, by the end of the year, he's got, what, 20 scoreless innings. It happens every year, and it'll happen again. So that's that's exciting because 
some of the guys you just don't quite know who they are yet, but they'll rise to the occasion. They'll get an opportunity and run with it, and uh, that gets exciting. Terry, what do you say to the fans who saw key players like Carlos and company leave, yonder come in, but fans who kind of get pessimistic about, oh, you know, taking a step back? Oh, boy, I, I, I don't think anybody should be pessimistic right now. I mean, my goodness, not. I mean, we have the best record in the American League the last five years. I mean, this has been a good, good run of baseball, and I don't see that going anywhere. Um, I, I, that's a hard one for me to to answer because I don't feel like we should answer it. We have a good team in place, a team we feel really good about, and as far as movement goes and losing players, I, I don't know the numbers, but I bet you we're one of the least teams in baseball where we've kept our core together. We've had very little movement on our team. I mean, you're going to lose guys. You can't keep every... We can't be the team that signs guys to their second or third contract. You know, We need to be that team that gets guys like years one through eight. You know, Maybe give them that second contract, but that's probably not where we're at right now. How do you see Yonder uh, perhaps filling the role of that's basically what he'll do. He'll play the majority of first base. Certainly Edwin goes over there, um, trying to balance that out a little bit so we can keep both the bats in the lineup. But it's it's basically, you know, replacing Carlos. Um, you know, give him a day off against that, you know, a Chris Sale lefty where maybe he gets 10, 12 game days a, a year and it'll be against the tougher lefties. Other than that, he'll play. Terry, how do you see, uh, where do you see Kipnis playing and um, more than more than likely, he plays second. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the winter isn't over yet, right. but the way we're aligned, it certainly looks like that's the right thing to do. Um, he's preparing for that. You know, Hosey will sh- shoot over to third. Um, whether we have Brant right at opening day or maybe a little bit later, he goes to left, and we stay in our alignment. Terry, Mickey Calloway, you lose him too. How much credit does Mickey deserve for what this pitching staff has been able to do, and might he be one of your biggest... Off-season losses. Uh, to, to answer that, Mickey was hugely important to what we were doing here on the pitching side, and we're going to miss him a lot. Saying that, I'm so happy with the staff we put together. You know, rather than try to put a bandaid on something, we sat back and really tried to dig deep, and maybe not just replace Mickey with one person. You know, we brought Carl Wilson who not only has a lot of major league experience, but he has experience with the Indians. He knows our staff. I think his personality will fit in seamlessly with the guys. But then we also have Scott Atchison and Brian Sweeney. So we have kind of like three guys that will handle the pitching. And I'm really happy the way we did it. I think we're actually we're going to be stronger because of the, the three guys together. And that's a hard thing to do because you're right, Mickey was so good and is so good. Um, but we didn't want to just put a Band-Aid on something. Tito, the other night at the Sports Awards, you mentioned coming back with a vengeance this year. Do you think that's something you, you convey to the guys at spring training coming up? Or is that oh, I don't know. I just got on a roll the other night. I was tired and <laughs> <laughs> thought everybody's ready to go. <laughs> but, but, I mean, whatever it takes... Whether guys use that for, you know, what, you know, I don't care what they use. You know, you hear it all the time. Every team that wins is like, well, nobody believed in us. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. But if that's what guys use, good for them. That's okay. You know, we have an obligation as a team to, to take whatever we can and use it to propel us to be as good as we can be.
If that's what it takes, good. If it's something else, good. I just want us to be a really good team. Dude, how do you feel about Zimmer rolling into his, his second year here? We missed him. You know, he uh, he came at a time where, you know, from all reports, he really wasn't the finished product. And he gave us such a help, you know, defensively, speed-wise, you know, and he held his own at the plate. You know, he had that one period where he really struggled, but he really held his own at the plate. But defensively, he made us a different team. So having him back healthy will be really nice, you know, to see – you know, is he ready to advance into playing every day? Can he handle that? Can he? Do you have to give him a break against lefties? You know, those are things we don't know yet. But it's nice to know he's healthy and back because we we really did miss him. How do you feel just about the overall uh, complexion of the outfield? Do you, do you feel like as as it can it's consistent now that you'd be comfortable going into? Um, you know, saying that uh, Geyer's health is a big. Um, we need to get him back because he does such a a good job when he's healthy against left-handers, and we're so left-handed out there that if we have him sitting there where we know we can play him, I mean, shoot, he was hitting fourth and fifth for us for a while there a couple years ago. If we can get him back to to being healthy and doing that, that really changes the complexion of our outfield. You know, what about uh, Johnny Diaz? Where would you probably have him playing in the spring? Some of it's going to depend on his health. You know, he had that sports hernia that he's been kind of fighting a little bit. So he's out in Arizona now. Um, we'll play him at third. And, again, we've seen – we've all seen how things change, you know, from from a hamstring or anything. So – but more than likely we'll play him at third and, and probably not bounce him around like we did last year. Terry, what's your take on the, the pace of play um, proposals from you know, they, they they do a really good job of keeping us informed and trying to explain to us what they're trying to accomplish. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think I know they have to go through umpires union, players union. There's a lot of hurdles for them. It's not as easy as just saying, hey, this makes sense, let's do that. I personally think there are ways that they could cut out some of the dead time, and I think players would adjust. For instance in between innings. There's always a push-pull. How many pitches do you give the starter, you know, the, the pitcher? Tell them that our game our game is going to start at, say, it's 2 minutes and 15 seconds. That Our game started at 2.15. If you're out there and you want to throw 10 pitches, go ahead. If you're out there and you have time for one, but we're starting at 2.15, I think you would cut out about a half a minute each inning, and which really adds up. Proposals for the pitch clock and the, the number of visits to the mound. How would that change? Well, it, it does. It, it does change because w- the hardest thing for us is with with the technology that's in place. Teams have a lot of your pitches. It just it's not that hard. When you have people that are smart that are sitting up there watching every pitch on TV, you're going to have everybody signs. We don't want them to have them. So a lot of times, catcher has to go out there and make a quick trip to the mound. Um, that's going to be probably the one that sets off more people than 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 the other stuff. Do you see any difference in the, the kids who've come up in the last few years having a clock in the minor leagues? Not really. I think like in my opinion, like and like Naquin was one of our slower guys getting in the box. He was one of the younger kids. Um, I think it's all personal how guys go about it and how they've always gone about it. Now that you mentioned Naquin, I just wondered about your thoughts on him. You know, he was prominent 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, his his whole career is right in front of him. You know, it it happens to a lot of players where you come up and you have a brief amount of success, and then you kind of hit some struggles. That doesn't mean that he's out of sight, out of mind. You know, I mean, again, it could be somebody's hamstring, it could be his performance, but we've seen him do it before, and nobody's given up on him for a minute. Terry, you went through a health scare in the middle of the season last year. How was the offseason for you, and, and how are you feeling now? Good. I needed, I needed to get away a little bit. I was, I was pretty tired at the end of the year. Um, I feel good. Um, I have the 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 fire to come back and get started, which is good because I don't think you could have that and not feel healthy. But uh, it gets to that that clock rolls around and it's like you start to see the players and it's like it's it's go time and it, I'm looking forward to it. Terry, you've won it all twice. You know what it takes. Looking back, I'm sure you and Chris and the guys gotten together and broke it down. Is there a common denominator of you guys getting over the hump to, to bring home a World Series championship trophy? I think I think you got to really be good. Obviously, I think you got to get a little fortunate, if you want to call it luck or fortune, and then you have to be good enough to take advantage of that. The more you get to the playoffs, if you give yourself a chance, you're giving yourself a chance. There's been you know we I've been fortunate enough to win a couple times, and. The best team I think I was ever with was 08 that didn't win. So, you know, short series, things can happen. You know, last year we were really disappointed last year. We thought we had a chance to to get to the end. We didn't. We we uncharacteristically played pretty not very good baseball, and it cost us. But if you give yourself a chance, you know, the year before we caught fire right at the right time. And, you know, we, we swept through teams that were really good teams. So it's different every year. But if you give yourself a chance and you give yourself enough chances, maybe we can break through. It's not easy to do. A lot of good teams out there. But we're, I think we're one of those teams that as we go into the year, we should be have our glass half full. We, we should feel good about things. Next, we talked to Andrew Miller, the Indians' ace reliever, who – uh, he had a he had a few things to say to uh, to reporters, and among them, the most important things you're going to hear Andrew say are that he's healthy and that he's excited to get out to Arizona. The, you know, those are those are two things that uh, uh, indicate that you know there there's you know still that that desire and that that hunger to get out there and, and get him back to the level that he was at uh, at the the ALCS in 2016. Uh, Andrew struggled through some injuries and an up and down season last year, but when he's on and when he's healthy, he's still, uh, if not the most dominant reliever in all of baseball. So here's Andrew Miller and his take on the off season. Yeah, I think obviously didn't in the way we wanted to. I think we, uh, you know, for the majority of the season, we're the team we thought we could be, and at the end of the day, you know, we didn't, we didn't win our series. And uh, the goal of the team last year was to to win the World Series. We didn't, you know, even get to that point. So. You know, I think we know what we're capable of. I think everybody's hopefully gone home and gotten stronger and healthier and is ready to go. I know that you know so far I've seen that's the case. Andrew, this bullpen took a hit, obviously losing a couple of key guys. You confident that someone else can step in and do that? Yeah, I think we're going to miss Brian. I know, um, you know Justin did a great job. He was here you know, down the stretch, but Brian's been a staple of this bullpen for years. I think we'll miss what he can do on the field, and you know we'll miss having him around. His personality, I think, was something else. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit quieter out there probably, but. You know, I think you know for him personally, he got a great deal, and I think he, you know, he deserved every bit of what he got and the ability to, you know, to make that decision. So happy for him on that front. But 
we have a lot of great guys that have great years that you know I, I think we can just slide some people back and move things around and you know, we should be good to go. We like our group. You know, obviously we wish we had you know everybody back, but that's just not the reality of the business. And uh, you know, we had a lot of guys that you know, Otero, uh, Zemac, uh, Goody all had great years. You know what what Olson did for us. You know when he came up, all those guys just can be asked a little more, and I, I think that you know, they're more than capable. And how difficult is it to? Uh to get the motor running again. Get to the World Series one year, get to the playoffs again. Now you have to just start it all over again. I don't think it's very hard. I think everybody's excited. I know I am. I'm ready to go. It's uh, you know, the offseason's nice. I love going home and spending time with my family and, and you know getting a chance to enjoy that kind of stuff. But ultimately, I you know love playing baseball and I love you know being part of a good team. So I think you know I'm excited. I think everybody else is. There's not you know that's not a concern. Yeah. How are you feeling, Andrew? I mean, last year you had some ups and downs health-wise. Like I mentioned earlier, what did you do this offseason? How are you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I've, you know, we put a pretty good plan in place, and, you know, I feel like I've been working hard and taking care of stuff, and, uh, you know, I'm excited. I, I, you know, my throwing's been great. Uh, my workouts have been good. I, I, I'm ready to go. I, I'm ready to get out in Arizona and, and see everybody and, and, you know, have access to all the, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, as far as where I'm at right now, I'm happy. Next, we heard from Yonder Alonso, uh, the Indians' big free agent signing in the offseason. He's going to fill in and replace Carlos Santana at first base. And Yonder talked about how he was looking forward to playing defense with the Indians and their infield featuring Frankie Lindor and Jose Ramirez and Jason Kipnis. Myself, I, I've been in I've been in situations where I've been able to play every single day because of my defense. Uh, my hitting wasn't so good, and you know they had to put me out there because uh, I enjoy defense. I take pride on it. So, uh, looking forward to be with this infield too because this infield's pretty good, pretty special. So, uh, just I tell the guys all the time, just throw to first base. I'll, I'll make sure to catch it any way I can. So, uh, defense for me is obviously a, a big priority, and uh, you know, I just try to bring the whole game to to the my whole game to to the actual everyday process of uh, winning. Yeah, under when the, when you're the new guy and trying to get used to a new team, how important is a week like this? You know, where you can it's before spring important. training. Yeah, very of. important. I think I've gotten my feet wet. Obviously, uh, getting to know all the guys, um, getting to know the staff, um, and then obviously with the fans being able to to be here in FanFest and they can see me and I can see them and uh, just realize how, how exciting the the city is for the team and, and you know they can see how excited I am for for being here. Yonder, since you've been here, uh, what have you noticed the most about the uh, clubhouse culture and Tito and what he brings? It? Everybody's a family. You know, yeah. Everybody's here together. Uh, everybody's rooting for one another. Um, everybody here kind of, they welcome me with uh, open arms. So that's very easy, a very easy transition for me. And, uh, you know, it's just fun, man. I just can't wait to uh, get out there to spring training and get down with the guys. Spent some time in some parks that are not known as, you know, hitter-friendly parks. And you, you yeah. come here, what, what, what's your take on well, I've always liked to hit here. Uh, I've always felt like I've seen the ball well, you know, comfortable in the batter's box here. So I know that I've been in some other areas where, you know, they can say it's tough to hit in, but, you know, I can't, I don't see it like that. You know, I feel like if, if I put a good swing on a ball and, and if I'm doing things correctly and I'm getting a good pitch to hit, it doesn't really matter the ballpark. So for me, uh, you know, looking at it from the outside, uh, every time I would come here, I was very excited, very happy. So it should be fun. It's always good to catch up with Francisco Lindor. Uh, he's a real fun guy to talk to in the clubhouse, and he uh, he talked a little bit about his leadership role and and what's expected of him this season uh, coming up. He also uh, sounded very excited about the upcoming Indians trip to Puerto Rico, where they will take on the 
Minnesota Twins, and just uh, you know, you can you can sort of hear it in in Frankie's voice that he's he's anxious, he's ready, he he wants to get back out there and and, and start playing uh, some meaningful games. So uh, here's Francisco Lindor and what he's looking forward to most this season. The new expectations, you know, come out here and uh, try to do as best as we can, continue to compete. Uh, we got a couple of new guys, new additions, and, you know, heads up high. It's a new season. No matter what you did last season, you still got to go out there this year and perform. I think last time we saw you, you were standing right there, and just the, how hard has it been to get over that in the offseason? Did it take a long time? Are you over it? No, I won't be. You know, I, I won't win. I won't win. You know, it's, you learn. I definitely have to learn from it. I, uh, um, but that's something that's important. I can't focus on that. I learned from those mistakes that I made um, last postseason. Now we, we, we go from there. Now we go from there. And it's, it's all about continuing to compete, continuing to try to be successful, and, and trying, to, trying to win uh, in the worst series. Francisco, what do you say to fans who maybe think with some of the losses you've had in this last run that maybe you guys have taken a step back? Backwards, no. Uh, I don't think so. Um, we have the right group of guys. Uh, everybody here works as hard as they can. Uh, the guys that we lost, yes, there's definitely going to be missed. Um, but the guys that came in, I'm, I'm pretty positive they're going to do their, their job and they're going to help them At the end of the day, um, it's not about what you have, it's about what you have in front of you and what you can do with we're gonna miss the guys that left. We respect them. We love them. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do, and we try to win. Does your approach to uh, as a team in a way any different? Ending uh, the spring training this year, when you look at the way last year ended. Winning every year is gonna be the same thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here every fan fest every year. I'm gonna tell you the same thing. We trying to win. Whether we win the season, the World Series, or we lose in the playoffs. We're trying to win. It's going to have the same mindset. Um, everybody's going to try to go after it. Everybody's going to try to compete and um, do whatever it takes to get back to the to the postseason and winning um, the last game of the postseason. You know, it's, I'll be lying to you if I say I have a, a little different approach. No, I have to sack him. I'm going to go out after it. I'm going to push my team. Um, my teammates are going to push me. We're all going to push each other, and we're all going to try to win. Do you feel that this year, though, you could have a bigger role as a leader on this team, considering that uh, you know you're you're one of the top players not only on this roster but but in all of uh, Major League Baseball? I don't want to say like I'm the leader of the team. If that's something that um, that just comes, you know, I don't. I'm not the type of person that's going to tell a group of guys, "Hey, follow me. I'll take you guys to success." I would never do that. Um, I'll just I'll do my my part. I'll sit in my corner. I'll compete. I'll try to get better day in and day out. And if that if if it happens that the guys you know follow or I want people to be in the same line. I don't want people to be behind me. I don't want people to be in front of me. I want people to be in the same line because we're a team and we all can push each other. We all can work as hard as we can to achieve our goals. Vengeance is a word that Terry used. This team coming back with. A vengeance. Uh, do, you, do you agree with him, and is that a, a good approach? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Tito, he hasn't talked to us yet, um, but, you know, Tito's Tito. He, at the end of the day, he's going to go out there and uh, 
he's going to tell us the same thing. Go out there and compete, have fun, enjoy the game, respect the game, and give it your best. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to win it for the fans. We're trying to win it for the city. Um, they deserve a championship um, caliber team, and we have it. Uh, we just got to close it. We haven't been able to close it. You know, this is, it's part of the game. You can't win every season, and um, you can't be as successful as you you would like every year. Frankie, we talked to Puerto Rico. How much are you looking forward to that and kind of giving the fans there? Oh, man. I'm super excited. I can't wait to play in front of my home crowd. Uh, it's going to be a dream uh, to play in Puerto Rico. I haven't played in Puerto Rico in a long, long time. I'm playing in front of my family, friends, and people that don't have the chance to travel and see us play out here. It's going to be something special, especially what Puerto Rico has been through in the past couple of months. Um, it's going to be something special. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to be there, and I can't wait to uh, um, get announced in Puerto Rico. It's going to be special. Bertles talked a lot about how he remembers being a kid and looking at Pudge Rodriguez and you know, wanting to be him, and now realizing that there's kids who look at him kind of with the same aspirations. How much do you kind of think of that, that there's, there's kids who now look to you like you did to Robbie? It's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, you know, to whenever a kid comes up and says, I want to be like you, or the mom or the grandma or come up to you and say, I want my, my grandkid or my son to be like you. It's a blessing, you know. It's a humble experience, and it, it's something that um, you share. So you grow from it, and you continue to do your best so you can inspire others. What is different about the postseason, and why do some guys excel in the postseason and others maybe have trouble? Have you been able to put your finger on when, when you had good games versus bad games and things of that nature, and how do you adjust to it? Staying in the moment. Staying in the moment. thing is a big um, part of having success in the, in, in the postseason. Staying in the moment, forgetting about what could happen or what happened. Um, understanding that... Uh, Everything counts, and embracing it, having fun, enjoying it, and, and not trying to be that guy. Not trying to be that guy. Whenever I try to be that guy, I usually don't have success. So that's what I learned. And my advice to kids out there is: just play your game, be yourself, have fun, and, and if it happens that you're that guy, embrace it. How tough is it though not to, to press though, to want to be that guy, to want to come up with that, it's that big hit? It's tough. You you want to help your team. Yeah. I mean, as, as a human being, you want it. You want to help others. You want to um, help your team. You know, it, it, it's tough, but that's my job. I got to figure out how to do it. And how much do you think it's going to help you now that you've been through it twice as you approach this season? It's a learning experience. You know, the more you go through it, you more. And it's something that you can't take away from the experience. You can't take that away. We'll see. Finally, we talked to second baseman Jason Kipnis, who you want to talk about a guy who's had a, a, a roller coaster season in 2017, uh, dealing with injuries and uh, position change and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, that was Kip. So he talked a little bit about his offseason work and his expectations and, and just you know where he is right now and heading into spring training and, and what he's hopeful for. And he, he talked a little bit about the expectations for the club and, you know, where the Indians hope to be, uh, you know, throughout this season. Uh, it's a lot of interesting stuff in there, uh, so give a listen to Kip, and then we'll wrap up after that. I'm excited to uh, play wherever they need me. Um, I, they, I'm 
still waiting for the, the green light to say that at like the second base. I know they came out a little bit, but I got to talk to them because I don't want to say, hey, I'm the second base, but I'm waiting <laughs> for them to um, tell me more. And uh, they know they got to line up to manage, and they're waiting until we get going to finally um, decide some things. But for right now, I'll get prepared to play wherever they need me. How are the legs? I mean, last year you had some injury issues. Yeah, legs are good. Um, we've had a real good offseason. Uh, they're a uh, lot stronger, a lot more flexible. We worked on stretching and everything. Um, and uh, like I said, we're just excited. I'm excited to kind of have a bounce back here. Jason, when you guys have had so much success over the past few years, how long can this window stay open? Uh, I mean, as long as you have good players like we do in this in this locker room, um, the window's always going to be open. When you have the staff that we do and uh, uh, the position players and the depth of a lineup that we've got, um, there may be always some moving pieces or mixing and matching some lineups, but when the core of the group that's as talented as it is is here, you're going to win- have a window that's open. How Jeez. tough was it to see Carlos depart? It was tough just because it was uh, change is, is different. You're not used to it. and you're, I'm always used to having him in the locker room with me for, uh, for years now. and um, he's I'm very happy for him. Um, he obviously got a deal that he uh, deserved and loved, and he turned himself into an outstanding player that's deserving of that contract. So Philly got a good one. We'll go out and play every day for him. Um, we'll sure miss him here and his production, but uh, we're excited for Yonder to fill in and uh, the rest of the line to pick it up. Jason, what do you say to fans who may think the locker room losses might equal a step backwards? That's, uh, they're, they're looking too short-sighted, um, and they'll realize as soon as opening day comes around, the lineup that we're putting out, they're like, oh, yeah, we've won a lot of games with these people. Um, it wasn't one person that won 100, over 100 games. It wasn't one person that won the 22-game win streak. So there's a lot of group effort there, and um, they're going to see that this group is still capable of everything that we want to accomplish. Terry, sorry, Terry's talked about coming back with a vengeance. He expects you guys to do so the mm-hmm. way two years in, and then last season, early exit. Do you get a sense in talking with the guys that that's the feeling? Uh, you know what? I think I haven't talked to like everyone here. I just got in last night. Excuse me. and just ate as well. Um, <laughs> I, I think with the characters we have here, um, the type of high character guys, uh, nobody likes losing, and nobody likes losing when we're as good as we are. Um, anytime we fall short, we know um, it's on us, and um, you got a lot of guys with a lot of pride here and know what kind of team we're capable of being. Uh, we just got cold at the wrong time last year and came out short two years ago, and uh, so I think we're all hoping and determined to put it together this year. Did you bulk up a little bit in the offseason? You tell me. <laughs> a little bit. No, I'm, uh, I am I got after this offseason. I worked very hard, um, whether it was to uh, rehabilitate my legs, the hamstrings, to get those healthy, whether it's just to get everything where I want to be to have a bounce-back season and uh, contribute the way I know I can. There's, it helps reading um, from people telling you that you're done and all this stuff. He's on the wrong side of 30 and... Uh, He's over, but I mean, I had a bad year three years ago and then had two good years, so it's up to the player, and I, I took it upon myself and uh, um, to say, hey, if this is what you want and this is the way you want to go, then put in the work, and so I think I've had a real good offseason. As, 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 was your offseason training any different um, than, than in, the, in the past? You, you learn, you grow, um, you learn what's important, what's not important when you're training. I don't need to be maxing out on a bench press. I don't need to be... Uh, <laughs> Stuff that'll get me stiff, stuff, stuff that'll uh, kind of prohibit me from being the best player that I can. That's not, it's not just getting stronger. It's also getting uh, more flexible. Um, it's also aligning my spine a little bit right, so my back and hamstrings aren't 
kind of being yanked on, and it's tons of little things making my shoulder strong for throwing. So it's working on all the weaknesses that I do have, and then emphasizing that, and then uh, building on the strengths that are already there. So, was there a time when you did try to bench press as much as much as you could? Earlier on, mm -hmm. I think um, it was probably like 2014 when I got hurt a bunch. I think that's when I got like stocky and um, stiff, and the body showed, and the injuries were right after it. Um, this time. Uh, I think we're a lot more loose and flexible and aligned right and uh, healthier. So I'm excited. Jason, how excited are you just to get back on the field and start doing baseball things healthy and not have to talk about it? Very excited. Uh, as everyone knows, last year was a long year for me personally. Um, but where we do our best work and talk the most or give us our, our best responses are in between those white lines. So that's where I can prove the most. and. Uh, not just talk about it. That's why I'm more excited for that. Yes. And, and I apologize. I know you no, just answered this one, but um, Tio says you're, you're at second base. I mean, that's got. I suppose that makes you feel good to know <coughs> what position you're playing when you get out uh, before spring training. You, you know? know what? Yeah, like I, I tried to show last year. I'll play wherever they want. Mm -hmm. um, second base is what I've come used to. Um, it feels good to have him say that or be part of the lineup or be part of this thing going forward uh, but I think we were personally I think we're at our best and uh, when I'm contributing but if I'm not contributing I, who am I to say that um, I'm, I'm the best option so I think when I'm healthy I think there's no one better there um, and I plan to prove that. I, I guess what I meant though is knowing what position you're in I mean, rather than saying am I, am I now, now? Well we still have some talks yeah. uh, between me, Tito and Chris um, so I know there, there's that report that came out a little bit, but uh, I think I still have some more sit-downs with them to fully map it out, but I haven't got them yet. But as of right now, that's the way I've been training for, so I'm looking forward to it. As this team's constituted right now, is there any doubt in your mind that you guys have what it takes to win it all? No, no, there's no doubt. We, we know what we have in here. Um, with We proved it two years ago, knowing that we're very capable of getting as far as we want. Um, now it's just proved to... Now, to ourselves and to our fans that we owe it to that to finish what we started and uh, we have the staff the bullpen the lineup so there's no no team that we look over there and we're like oh wow they have it better than we do we're very confident because we have here so that'll do it for this week's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast the final weekend in Cleveland without baseball hopefully until November Paul Hoynes will be in Goodyear beginning next week and we will talk to him live and if you have any questions, you can send those along via Twitter or email. Until then, we will look forward to the beginning of baseball season here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.